Hello and welcome to the Swift Talk. I'm Kate the Swifty. And I am not so Swift Sam. And I am fresh off the Eras tour. And I did not spend a weekend in a parking lot recording a podcast. You are welcome. Thank you. I don't own a poncho. Yes. Not that anyone has asked me anything. I have poncho. I made poncho care packages for our uh, Saturday night show. She had, they were uh, named. So she had the. Oh, I saw. I saw. I posted them. Somebody watches our Instagram stories. And another one of us sees it when you show them on their phone. So they feel like they're special and they saw something that you didn't share with them. Forget about passing out bracelets. I pass out ponchos. Who's passing out ponchos? It was just for a group, but I took the tour poster and I did. Um, Era's tour, and then it was Kate's version, Melissa's version, Jill's version, Jill's version. <clears throat> yeah. Good for you. Good for you. I know. You survived. And then they put for- some liquid IV in there because it wouldn't be a swift talk. I thought about you this weekend, actually, because this uh, this act called Sophie Tucker was repping liquid IV. couple videos. Oh, see? And I was like, hmm. Hmm. Kate should have done that. I wonder if uh, now that we're at 30,000 streams, Liquid IV will care about us. Come on now. <laughs> we don't need, well, we'd love, we'd like, we don't need other people to. But, you know, if you want to jump on the bandwagon of a uh, very fun Taylor Swift focused podcast that's spreading like, uh, I don't know, the Eras Tour, jump on board. We'll get you a friendship <laughs> bracelet. Yeah, I'll we'll make you a friendship bracelet. Yeah, Sam actually asked me if he could make some more friendship bracelets. It's it's so therapeutic for me. I'm using my fingies. <laughs> I'm using my brain box. It's, so we can set like so. If we figured for some of our fans, send us a message. We'll sell you some friendship bracelets made by Sam, and they're worth it. Trust me. Uh, I had to look when I was trading with little girls because it got to a point where I'm like, I have enough bracelets personally, but these girls wanted like. To fill their whole arms up. I'm like, I'll just give you a bracelet. But I was like, mm, Sam made that not appropriate. <laughs> not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> F off Jake Gyllenhaal. Whoa, whoa, I think whoa. I have some with me. No, I don't. I you made those? I don't think I did. <clears throat> it's something. F off Jake G? No. It's I, something. Okay. I, it was Dear John. F off. Yeah, Dear John. F off. I'm and so then sorry. it was. Uh, I forgot you were on, on topic. I in the right you, I forgot re-record you era, you did not forget that I existed. I did a couple that were fun. I was like, okay, these are the two that I like. I did two or three that were like a little off the rails, but I felt like would jive with the the Swifties out there. Was I wrong? No. Oh, but like I couldn't give it to an eight year old. I mean, you could. I could. I just don't want to be on a registry. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Um, yeah. Mm. Mm. Saturday was a little, uh, so went Friday and Saturday night to the Eras tour. Friday night was cold, but like completely dry. And then Saturday was a absolute rainiest of all rain shows, as I'm sure you guys have seen. And oh my gosh, was it magic. We had so much fun. And that stadium was packed. Every single seat, every single Swifty ponchoed up, ready to go. Now, with let's say a, a different a different caliber of concert, a Grateful Dead concert, let's say, your field would become like a bit of a slip and slide. Yeah. For everyone that's on floor, like on like, there's the stage, but it's covered. Like, 
They have a covering of the field. Right, right, right. But I mean, the the water's all coming down onto the covers. It's going to become like, were they contained? Were they just standing and jiving? Was it people going a little crazy? Like, what was? You can't go crazy at a Taylor Swift concert. Just beg to differ, but I feel like that's why you didn't get to go. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to go to Gillette Jail. They weren't grooving a shakedown street. Mm. No, they were standing in place. Right, dancing. I mean, feet firmly placed on the plank floor above the grass just a touch of gray just a touch of gray mm-hmm. yeah it was a good time it was you know you're at a taylor swift concert when the lines for the bathroom and the merchandise are endless but the lines for the alcohol are non-existent well <laughs> if they're only uh, let me look i mean they're trying to control everything you have seventy thousand people so they're probably doing like a two-can limit so the yeah. one friend who's like going out there and like Two in the bag, two in the bag, well, so two in the bag. Here's the thing, like we're not stupid and we had time. So if you found the right place to buy your cans, they would only open one and they would give you the other one unopened. And then you can put that one in your purse. And then when you were done with your one that was open, you just got two more. So not only do we have real seltzers, we had purse seltzers. There you go. Just really seltzers. exciting. Uh, the Swift Talk, proudly sponsored by Purse Seltzers. Purse Seltzers. Yeah, it was a big thing. Like the Bud Light Seltzers were the big tall boys, but I'm not like the biggest Bud Light Seltzer fan. But the neutrals, which we're really obsessed with, which are fantastic, they only had the little cans. Mm. So somewhere between neutral and Bud Light, where do we land? Take us through your train ride in. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I think it was absolutely 100% would do again. The um, is it the M. MBTA. MBTA. MBTA had a specific train for Taylor. And it was so easy. Like we got on the train at Back Bay Station. Mm-hmm. It stopped one more time in Dedham and then it was right to Gillette. And you walk off the train, follow the path, and you're at the stadium. Were you guys singing Taylor Swift songs there? No, it was pretty mellow. The train, everyone was just kind of like prepared. I think it was when it like. Like kind of a quiet vibe. Like everybody was centering, getting ready. You wanted to save your voice. As you can tell, mine's a little raspy. Raspy today. Okay. I'll fix that in post. <laughs> Perfect. Well, nineteen thirties jazz. <laughs> but um, the Boston Globe on Friday was wandering around getting pictures of everybody dressed up, and we were all chatting. And there was a real sense of community, at least in our car on Friday. And like, what do you? Where are you from? What do you want to see? Who like? What's your era? And then Saturday was the same thing. It was just rainier and busier. Because I think a lot of people were Ubering in, getting merch at the merch truck, tailgating with friends, and then taking the train back. Which really like threw them for a loop because you didn't you got wristbands on Friday when you got on the train. And then people had tickets but hadn't gone in on the train, so didn't have a wristband. That seemed to be a little chaotic and held the train up. So then on Saturday, they tried checking our tickets on the way out, which you've just got a bunch of like wet, tired Swifties being like, here with these people and the poor cops trying to check the tickets. We're like, just go, just go. So let's, let's talk about the the socioeconomic (laughs) impact of Taylor Swift and all of her concerts so far, Uh. how she's possibly (laughs) going to alleviate a lot of the stress going on with the debt ceiling, because it seems like what she's doing. Is for three three days, 
major cities. Three days in major cities, you're going to have an influx of people spending money. Yeah. Going on, booking transport, booking hotels, eating at your food. Yeah. Some of them are going to want to like do things during the day before they go to their concert because yeah. that's how they get their energy for it. It seems like it's going to be a big impact for Boston, which is saying something because it's Boston. It was also graduation weekend in Boston, so yeah. it was just mayhem. But it was Friday was wild, so it was Taylor. Janet Jackson was in Mansfield. The Celtics were playing in the playoffs. Yeah. And then people were coming in for graduation. Yeah. Just nuts. So let's talk about the set list. The set, I mean, it's the same set list I saw in Tampa with an exception she did nothing new with Phoebe Bridges, which was amazing. How about uh, Dirty Water or uh, no, no, Sweet no. Caroline? No, no, no. We don't do those. Really? She loves Gillette. She calls us Foxy Foxbro. Yeah, I saw that today. It was very different than Tampa. Like Tampa was fun and the crowd was in it, but the like the crowd at Boston was just so much more electric and therefore it at just losing their mind she has the song marjorie about her grandmother and so there had been this thing where it's like when the song starts turn the flashlight on on your camera and so instead of her bracelets lighting up all of our phones lit up the whole stadium and it stayed like that through the entire thing and she's like somewhere in the stadium my mother is sobbing we were all like oh we all cried a little with her guys i saw andrea i laid eyes on mama swift did she you didn't do like OJ and jump like chairs to go and get her? No, I didn't want to get, I wanted to see the show. I didn't want to go to Gillette jail. Oh, well that made it, that could have been worth it though. I don't know. I, I would have missed the rain show. <laughs> I would have done that. Kate, got her. I don't think you could get like, she was going to the VIP tent and she turned around and she waved at all of us in her Taylor Swift poncho. So cute. The crowd lost its marbles. How was my girl PB? Amazing. Did you like it? Yes. She was fantastic. I absolutely would see her again. Her band is amazing. Mm -hmm. She's so talented. They played the song about the dog song. Me and my dog? Yeah. Yeah, girl. I have to... I got called out by one of her fans. Go, go, go on. One of our Swift Talk fans who I tried to meet up with, but it was just crazy. Um, I was in the merch line on Friday night during Phoebe's set. For those of you that are listening right now, my face is, uh, outside of me speaking right now, a very wide, shocked, like, oh, really? What happened? So I missed Phoebe's set on Friday. <laughs> However, <laughs> I was there for the whole thing in the rain on Saturday. So I saw it, the whole thing, mm -hmm. unabridged. Mm -hmm. But I did want to own up that one of our fans was like, Sam's going to be very disappointed in you. She played his song. Yeah. Thank you, fan out there. Sometimes, I'm so sorry. Sometimes even that broken clock is still not so swift. And I was like, let's just not tell him. <laughs> let's just not tell him. Here Secret, we are. Secrets are I no mean, fun. You can see it. You have the swift talk on your phone, I think. Right? Do we'll, you? We'll I'm not sure. <laughs> um, For those of you at home that don't have the swift talk on your phone, please download or... Yeah. Like, yeah. subscribe, <laughs> rate, review. Well, rate and review. Download the Swift Talk app. We so, will track your steps. And by steps, I mean how many more steps will it take for you to become a fan of Taylor Swift? Oh, yeah, that's fun. Um, that can be your project. <laughs> so it's so crazy because like she starts the concert and it's Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. And it starts with, it's been a long time coming. 
And it just keeps repeating. And everybody, like, you can just feel the excitement build and build. And then she does Miss America, the Heartbreak Prince, and immediately goes into Cruel Summer, which is now charting. No, It's never been a single, never had a video, never been like muscle, like never had the Taylor Machine muscle behind it. Fans just love it. The Taylor Machine muscle is that a uh, yeah. is that a uh, cover of the banana? No, we've done it. It's the one that says "Angels roll their eyes, devils roll their dice." You said "Crew Isis, Crew Crew some Isis." Hold on, guys, I'll just play it for you. We can listen to that one now too, because you're getting all sassy over here. Don't be so treacherous. Don't rain on my eras tour. That happened Saturday. I know it was so. Fu- it was so fun. Like to like, it. All too well, 70,000 Swifties in the pouring rain. <sighs> uh, I'm the, I have a weird, I don't want to yuck your yum. You're going to yuck my yum. I no, can no. feel it. All right. We've had six stops so far. Five. Oh, I don't know. Started in March. Um, Glendale, do you, Dallas. If, if you could project. Oh, like, wait, you can count it on my back. <laughs> if you could project like a, a stop where like, oof, like maybe like if there was a chance something could go wrong, it would be at one of these stops. Like, do you think, is there a chance that there's, there's like, no chance something's going wrong? Well, actually the rain broke her piano. Interesting. So she comes out, does her secret songs, one on the guitar, one on the piano. And apparently last night she sat down at the piano and she's like, it's not, nope, it's done. The rain did it, did it dirty. So did she had bring- to do both on the guitar. I was going to say, like, did they bring out, like, a kid's xylophone or something? And it was, like, the once-in-a-lifetime chance. It was raining so hard that she was just, I think I have a video, wiping the piano off with her hand, and you're just watching waves of water go right off the piano. That baby grand is somehow losing losing value and also gaining a lot of value. So she gets up to do her secret. So the secret songs that I had on my first two nights, the first two nights of July, I missed the third one. Where um, from debut, she did Should Have Said No. And then from Red, re-record Better Man. And we're all like, those are songs about being cheated on. <laughs> What's going on here, Taylor? And then uh, in the rain, she sang Question from Midnight. And then she did another debut song, which I thought was really interesting to do. Her newest and then her oldest. And she did Innocent. And she started on Saturday night going, I've just never been happier in all aspects of my life than I am right now. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's coming for Joe. And then she did, um, I think he knows in red last night. So, and this is all after Joe was in the papers being like, I'm just really hurt by how quickly she moved on with Maddie Healy. And she said not to worry about him. And so I think that was her response. Here comes another album. How fun is it, guys? Another album. Another like 18 songs. So many. So there's there's all the things that I want to talk about too, which was uh, Kiwi sent us a message about Blur coming out with a new album. I sent that message. Oh, you sent that. Okay. I sent that to you and Kiwi. That was me. All right. So you sent a surprise us, album uh, about the, um, the narcissist. Yes. yes. There's that. There's Which the, I thought was very fitting for the Damon Albred. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. There's also the uh, the internet Yuck. news, which is 
Taylor Swift fans taking like a Belle Daphine page of being like, we're selling the water from the concert. We're <laughs> selling the water rainwater. Containers. <laughs> Which is like, I'm like, this is both like the most made up story, but also people are definitely going to say this is newsworthy and like true. I mean, my clothes went to the wash today and they were still damp from Saturday. That's how wet it was. There's a family that essentially uh, bought last minute tickets to this show and they spent $21,000. Yeah. Which the the and then they complained about yeah, it exactly. That's, I was like, you hit buy, like you made yeah. that choice. That's not on me. I was like, the the uh, the disposable or I mean, not disposable amount of money. That's like twenty one thousand dollars. Car. They spent for, a car for four hours of Taylor Swift watching it as a show, and then being like, I feel like that was a little much. I blame the people that bought the tickets and were trying to make. Shut Which, like, up. I mean, yeah, like, there's karma, and if you oversold your prices on these tickets, hopefully you'll never buy tickets to any of your favorite bands again. But that being said, yeah, maybe your boyfriend will become Joe Elway. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Who knows? Uh, well, Taylor was in New York at a Taylor's been in New York at a recording studio a lot, and this is kind of less happy about the fans. A fan actually chased her car down as she was leaving a recording studio and was like, Taylor, I love you. Taylor, I love you. Making a heart with her hand. And it went viral. And the Swifties are all like, ooh, no. Bad look. Don't do that. We don't do that. You don't chase somebody's car. You don't. Like, she's still a human. And we and there are friends of mine who do feel like they know her. I do not feel like I know Taylor personally. Um. But we're still strangers to her in a very real sense. Mm -hmm. She is not our friend. She does not know us. You cannot be familiar with her or chase her car down the street. That is unhinged. It's the equivalent of you work at a restaurant and this is your patron. You can build up a rapport. Yeah. You can have this like this unique conversation that like, oh, good to see you again. How are you? Would you like the special? But the second as your as your server or as a patron, your hand goes on that other person. Nah, uh, 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 uh. That's but not, not how this even works. That, like, there's no rapport. There's a one way rapport yeah. there. <laughs> Which is I've been talking to my brain hole and has Taylor's not heard a thing I've said. Which just it's really scary and it's a lot of why she goes into hiding. And I I can't imagine the fear that that must be to have somebody, you don't know what they're going to do. And her poor security guard, like, it's just don't. Right. Don't do it. Leave her alone. You can get a picture, but of her, don't stop her. <laughs> Let her live her life. I'm curious to know how all of her fans knew that she was at this one specific famous recording studio called Electric Lady studio in new york city that was opened by Jimi hendrix mm -hmm. i saw the video of her walking out the door and there had to have been 500 people standing outside the door which is just a sidewalk so i'm curious like how do they find out she's at this studio and then that many people show up there twitter yeah twitter gawker someone tmz see her go, someone, see someone her sees her going in because yeah. it but is a one-way if in. she didn't want to be seen going in i'm sure taylor could figure out a way to get in and out uh, like she gets in and out of places frequently without being seen she wants to be seen making music she did a party there with kendrick lamar who was on um 1989 with her florence and the machine was there zoe kravitz was florence from florence and the machine was there yeah. zoe kravitz was there maddie healy was there like all of these big Jack Antonoff was there. So it's all like she's been in and out of that studio a lot in the last couple of weeks. 
something's coming. Mm. Best guess is it's the 1989 re-record because Kendrick. It is a very famous uh, recording studio that has pumped out some of the biggest albums of actually of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, I visited it when I was in New York a couple of years ago. It's pretty, it's nostalgic to, you know, see it. Um, But I was surprised when they showed a picture of her walking out of it and there was just there's a, a colossal amount of people outside. It's wild. I mean, again, I'm a fan. I'm a big Swifty. I can't imagine dropping what I was doing to stand outside to catch a glimpse of her. But then again, I stood in the rain for three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So not far, but it was, um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting time to be on Swift Talk. Cause a lot of the creators are like, do not do this. Do not do this. This is not Okay. And then there's a lot of chatter about Maddie Healy and how he's a problematic human and the heirs tour. Yeah, I heard some weird things about that. Yeah, too. and I don't really want to get into it because sure. we don't know what what's happening there. Sure. But yeah, it's just a weird time to be a Swifty. Mm-hmm. I think, hey, you got out of a six-year relationship, rebound, do your thing, have some fun. But oof. he's a bit questionable. He hates Kanye, though. That might help. <laughs> I don't know, man. I guess it's good to be on this side of the fence every now and then and be not so much of a Swifty. That's all I got to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, the concert was amazing. What blew my mind is you would think the show would change a little bit in the rain, maybe a little less dancing or a little like more firmly planted, but she didn't miss a step. Every dance move, every shake, Mm -hmm. (laughs) every all too well just happened. She was shaking off a lot of rain. Mm. We all. <laughs> it, so there was a Swift, you know, I like Swifty dads have a special place. There was one next to us. And I think he was more amped than his daughter. <laughs> he was just great. We had the most, best time with him. <laughs> yeah. He just like, he was, he knew, well, he knew every word to Gail's set. He knew every word to Phoebe's set. He knew every word for Taylor's set. He like had his wrist band in his hand so he could wave his hand and the light would still be flashing. It was elite. Yeah. Swift daddies. Yeah, swift daddies. And then the girls in front of us were just like embraced it and were dancing in their dresses, no ponchos, no sleeves, summer dresses, living their best lives. This is how I know I'm old. I was like, oh, (laughs) that's too cold for me. So if they're swifties and they're swift daddies, what are we? Not so swifties. Not so Swifties. Mm. Grumpy? No. <laughs> easy. Easy. For those of you back at home, I'm just soft spoken. I'm not grumpy. And for those of you back at home. Wrong? I'm, well, really? Don't even get a word in. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. That is. Nope. No. Well, Do you end done? Well, I just wanted to save you from yourself. It could be a little treacherous from your stance. But yeah, overall, 100% would do a rain show again. Um, we did have the rainiest rain show, according to Taylor. It was the most rain. You've never seen it. Long may it rain. The most rain, according to Taylor. The most rainiest rain show. Mm-hmm. It was also like a winter rain. Like Usually she's in the summer and it's like a, it's warmer out and it rains. She says that she's been, she's been to Gillette where it rained, but not like this. Mm. Mm. On the heels of her first ever rain stadium show. Do you know how many years ago? Seven? No. 1989? 13. 13 years ago. Okay. Okay. Walked into that one. Yep. 
magic. I don't know about you, but 13 years ago, I was feeling 22. And now I feel like (laughs) I'm stuck in a time warp with this podcast. You're welcome. So uh, what song are we doing this week? We're doing Treacherous off Red. And because on this podcast, we listen to Taylor's version, if if available, we will be doing it from Red, Taylor's version. Mm -hmm. It's track three. I'm so excited. This was my secret song in Tampa. It just felt really fitting. Good for you. I know. And it's a red song. You know I love red. Mm -hmm. I really hope, I really hope that at the end of the Eras tour, she comes out with an absolute, like, amazing documentary. We get to rewatch the whole concert experience. Then we get a companion behind the scenes. And then we get the acoustic album. And then we get, like, an I just, I, I know guys, like, how do you even like figure ugh. that movie that we all watch together is going to be so fun. It's going to be hours long too. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to experience the Eras tour with you both. Is like Peter Sellers going to be like narrating the Taylor Swift documentary. No. Well, what she usually does on her tours is she releases the full tour out on ice streaming service, most likely going to be on Disney plus cause she still has one left in her contract, but she did it on um, Netflix or reputation. So we, oh, and the 1989 one that's on um, YouTube, your favorite streamy thing. Mm-hmm. So we can watch 1989, then reputation. And then you can see how much it changed from it to eras. <gasps> oh guys, it's going to be so fun. Speaking of Disney, there, uh, Star Wars $2,000 a night hotel is closing down. And I think the best thing they could do is try to talk with Taylor and turn it into like their little, their, like your train ride to Taylor, turning it into that, like the Taylor Swift hotel experience. And you, each floor or room could be a different era. And you could have like your Drew Look section or like your, uh, we're having a red dinner tonight or whatever it is. You know, you say these things. And I think somebody finds one of our old podcasts and they go out and say it too. Like mm-hmm. the amusement park I sent you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, we did listen to some of our old podcasts last week. Who's we? Me and Sammy. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't invited for some reason. Well, I, I've you're been. always invited to go back and listen to your, the collection of Swift Talk podcasts. I listened to the first episode because I was curious. I listened to Shake It Off because I am me. And I realized that you don't make us do any, the uh, intro anymore. This it is, used to be written out, too. Uh, do you uh, remember? It would be like, I'm Kate, the certified Swifty. Yeah. He's not so Swift Sam. Hello and welcome to the Swift Talk, a Taylor Swift podcast. Well, you got to shake it off or shake it up sometimes, <laughs> Each right? Each week we yeah. randomly pick a Taylor Swift song and talk about it. And this week, folks, we're listening to Treacherous off of all Red right, and Taylor's right, version. All right, I'll stop. You guys hit pause. We'll hit pause and we'll be right back. Love you. Aww. Bye. All right. All right. Uh, we really are going to hit pause. We'll be right back. Well, Sam. Fantastic song. Nine out of ten. So, is you okay? I'm just basking in the wind. <laughs> basking in the wind? Win. Oh, the win. What mm-hmm. win? You like the song. It's a win. Chat. Oh, One out of four. Pleased. Uh, this definitely shows, like, 
based off of everything that I've had to learn and relearn and relearn and remember and recite and relearn and remember about Red being a transfer from country into pop album primarily. Mm -hmm. This song definitely demonstrates the transfer, especially if you look at the start of the song for the first 30 seconds into the build and then into like the very poppy bridge into the slow breakdown of this song is treacherous when it strips everything away and then it builds again on the I, 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 I. Yeah, this is country into pop. Mm -hmm. And I think that she nails that transition from country into pop on this song. I would agree. I would agree as well. That's it, about as much as I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so it's it's interesting because, I don't know, the things I wrote down, I was like, okay, for me, this is ringing like, it's the song is a combination of In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins and Like a Virgin from Madonna and also that very prominent 2000s style of music where it was like it was seen in emo it was seen in things like creed it was seen in things like even the foo fighters like it was this non-conformist way but everyone's doing the same thing of being like it, we're using a different instrument it might be more acoustic but it's building into this or it's it's that it was just like it was very 2000s pop mm -hmm. like it has yeah, that thumbprint all brand. over it yeah yeah on trend on trend and like it's it's interesting because like lyrically it's you get that like it's a very much a physical um obsessive physical physical obsessive physical connection and you're yearning mm -hmm. for that and it's dangerous but there's not really dangerous as so you're finding yourself falling head over heels for somebody and you're like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm, crash and burn i'm gonna crash and burn but, but it's like worth it yeah i'll do yeah. it what struck what strikes me about this song, and I, I think it's a very um, missed song on the Red album. I think a lot of people haven't found it because there's just so many big songs on this album. Everybody gets into the all too well, where the "I Knew You Were Trouble" was a big transformational song on this album. We are never ever getting back together. Like Red, the actuals. Like there's just so many songs that were so like big and good and earwormy that this one kind of gets lost mm -hmm. so I was thrilled that she did it as a secret song because I love this song but it also strikes me because she says that your name echoes through my brain and she gets to the bridge and it echoes like I I I want this um pulling the lyrics back I wouldn't I wouldn't frame it like that because then it's 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 becoming more about well because she's like and I will get you get you alone mm-hmm your name has echoed through my mind and I just think you should, think you should know. And then nothing safe is worth a drive and I would follow you, follow you. Mm -hmm. I'll follow you, follow you home. Mm -hmm. So like the bridge echoes it back where she's like, I'll follow you. Mm -hmm. You should, you know, get you, get you alone. Like It's very like, emph uh, it emphasizes what she's trying to get across in an echo. Right, it's the snowball effect. Yeah. It's the, the one thought, and it keeps rolling and getting bigger and bigger, and it's you're, it, you're running out of space in your head where it's like, I got to do something. And that's that. So it's this like magical moment where you you know you're like you're in too deep, and the other person might not be, or maybe they are. You're not really sure. You're kind of like, where you go, I will follow. Like, take me with you. I'm here. I'm in it. I'm drowning. Drowned with me. And they're. You don't know. You, you just don't know. Right. And that's scary and fun and you're happy 
being confused and lonely at the same time. <laughs> Put your lips close to mine as long as they don't touch. Yeah. It, it's it's the it's it's like uh yeah, the scariest thing about the gun isn't the shot but waiting for the bang. It's that. It's like that like ooh, ooh, uh, 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 uh. It's that like the build up. It's yeah. the snowball like uh is this are we are we going to cross this? Are we going to change things? It's like the line, um, I can't decide if it's a choice getting swept away. Like, <laughs> can I stop this? Can I choose not to? Is that a thing? Uh, I Sidebar, I also feel like since we were talking about going back and listening to old podcasts, you can always tell when I'm in like a not uh, very Cranky emotional, mood? raw mood or broken hearted because I'm more like, yeah, receptive, receptive. Yeah, mm, it's because mm, you've been dating. <laughs> Thank God. Summer of Sam. Summer of Sam. The dogs have talked to me. Kenny G's telling me what to do. It's this. I feel like you're right that this isn't as it's not as dramatic as a lot of the songs on Red. Yeah. But, but this is the you have two points of the battery of your negative and positive side. This is the little piece of foil that you're building that's going to make that reaction. And this is it's th a tipping point. It's either going to be fantastic and you're going to be Cinderella at midnight and you're going to get swept away. It, or you're going to fall down the slope. <laughs> it, it just, it, it feels like this is the, like you can see the, um, the grand design of what you want to do with this song. Yeah. You can see the entire schematics of how she wants to go into pop, how she wants to take the elements of country, how she wants to build these types of love songs or feeling songs, narrative songs. But it's a song and the lyrics are very in the wheelhouse. Like this could have been on Fearless. Like it's still written in a very Taylor Swift way where she's got this big bridge that kind of gets you it, the song builds up. There's some repetitive eyes. Well, it's a very, it's a very distinctly 2000 pop while still being a very distinct Taylor Swift song. Right. It's, and again, it's that, that flair that she's not wearing the sparkles and the bedazzled hair. It's not dressed up and showy, but it's still like, call me up again just to break me like a promise. Uh, so casually cruel in the name of being honest. Like that right there. That's that's big and showy and everything. And then you have a line like, uh, and I'll be our skin and bone trained to get along forever going with the flow. But your friction like it's <laughs> yeah, it's like that's. Any other way, and I'd be like, Isis, friction. But this is like, I get what you're trying to do with yeah, but again, minimal like, effort. Change the production on it. The song could be on Midnight. It's like, it's a very Taylor Swift song. Yeah, it's it's all the schematics are there. This mm -hmm. is this is her, this is the equation. This is how she writes her songs. Mm -hmm. And then it's just, it's beautifully done. It's got a great bridge. I love a Taylor Swift bridge. I love a Phoebe bridge. Or... I know you do. So Daniel Dodd Wilson is credited as helping write this song. Yeah. Who, uh, has, I don't know much about him. No? I am underprepared today. I will tell you that. I love this song, what? but I was very in my era's tour era this You week. prepared yourself for the weekend. I did. All the glitter, we call it. Um, so you maybe have some, you're having Summer of Sam, mm -hmm. and my friend group is having Feral Girl Summer. <laughs> I thought we talked, I thought we addressed this feral girl thing. I thought we weren't doing feral girl. For oh, you. you know, then we went to the Eras tour and it's all over. <laughs> you asked me how the concert was on Friday night and how did I respond to you? I said, it's feral. Yes. 
Hey, so Daniel Dodd uh, Wilson, he's he's in this band called Semisonic. You guys have heard. Yeah. Okay. Closing so, time. So Daniel oh, Dodd. Oh, I didn't is, know this. This is fun. He has written more number ones for other artists. Like he he has more number ones because of what he who he writes for. He's written for Taylor. He's written for Adele. Mm-hmm. He's written for tons written of people. With Taylor. For with yes yeah, semantics. He's written songs for people with them. Sometimes just for them. Mm-hmm. He's written songs. He's like, I'll g- let me p- have this person sing it. They can put their own little insignia on it. But he, yeah, he's a hit maker. Um, which closing time is about, uh, n- not about trying to leave a bar. It's about being a father for the first time. Yeah. And realizing this is the end of my old life. And now I'm going to be a parent. He also wrote with the chicks. Mm-hmm. Celine Dion, Joy, Joy Oladokun, whose uh, new album just came out recently. Megan Trainer, Noah Cyrus. I mean, the list goes on. Vance Joy. Yeah. I, wow, this is—he has written for. Yeah, I I forgot. Like he and I have talked about this before, and it just totally left my brain. Yeah, this is crazy. JoJo. Mm-hmm. John. Leon Legend. Bridges. Yeah. Leanne Rhymes. Colby Calais. Celine. Yeah. And the list goes on and on. It really, really Weezer, does. Weezer, Josh Groban, Katie Turnstall. Wow, Noah Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Enough about him. You, too, can follow more about Daniel Dodd Wilson by looking up he his Wikipedia page. He actually wrote page. two songs with Taylor for this album. Mm-hmm. Come Back, Be Here, and Treacherous. Hmm. Do you want to go back and do you want to listen to come back be here right now i would love to do you want to no we're not going to do a separate ep- it's going to still be its own episode if we'll we do. haven't already done it we'll overall for it at some point Aww. yeah dude uh, so this isn't the bias in me this isn't um me trying to uh yuck your yum at all when you have to start like that because it, if i just say what i'm going to say you're going to yell at me and attack me well i mean i don't attack you and i don't yell that we okay if we're gonna just if I'm gonna simplify this and say collaboration collaborative efforts there are certain people that she collaborates with that it makes for a better Taylor Swift song and it's fantastic Saint Vincent there are times when she collaborates with somebody like did they even do anything with it Lana Del Rey this right here as a joint effort if he's writing it and she's editing and writing her own thing and doing it together it's a great song in my opinion and it's not just because it's Oh, guy that I remember. No, it's like I went into this saying, it's really good. And then I found that, got excited about him. This is a strong song. It's I get, a great song. I get yeah. why it's overlooked. I get it because I understand the fandom. But this is a, this is a better song. I don't song. think fans dislike this song or skip this song. I don't think the fans yuck this song to pull from your colloquialisms. <laughs> Yummy. But I think there are bigger songs on the album that get the top no, top billing. I, like I she, get it. This is not an era's tour red set list mm-hmm. song, except for the secret song. I know magic. I, I think it's it, a great song. It's a great Taylor starting to kind of break out of her shell a little bit too. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to stick with it. Nine out of 10. Jason. I'll give it like a seven and a half. Oh, that's high praise. I obviously think it's a 10. <laughs> it's on red. It's magic. It's just, a, you know, one of those songs where you just feel like I've been there. I can absolutely relate to being like, no, this is a bad idea. And I think even now Taylor's in this whatever she's in where she's like, 
this this is gonna end badly. It's gonna be a disaster. Mm, embrace but the bad ideas sometimes. Boy, is it gonna be fun. Yeah. It could be a forever fun or it could be a three weeks of it's gonna be forever. It can go down in flames. Mm-hmm. You tell me if it's over. Hey man. The slope is a high incline. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's just, that's why I like the fact that we kind of randomly go through things. Because I get to rediscover songs that I don't cross path with as much. I get it. But it it's also why I love the secret songs that she's doing. Because it also, like, I had forgotten all about Innocent on debut. I'm not no, that's not it. But I was like, oh, so cute. So sweet. Yeah. I, I feel, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. So unimpressed over there. It's like harmonicas do it for me, a little bit of tambo does it for me, and then a little. Well, when did my. Like, any. That's so universal. I know. Every, like, pop, rock. Yeah, you're you're a sad boy, sad dad rock guy. Made up their minds. It's in everything, man. Yeah, I get it. All right. Well, let's find out what we get to do next week. Each week, we roll the dice for Jillian Petruziello. Thank you so much for <laughs> giving us this buddy. Concert My buddy. concert buddy. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, we're going to roll these dice. Um, and as thank you, we're going to send you some wonderful uh, peanut brittle. No, we're not. That would kill She's you. She's not allergic to peanuts. It's just tree nuts. Tree nuts. Okay. Tree nuts. People don't need to know this. They'll roll the dice. <laughs> Each week, we plot the murder of Jill Petruziello. Stop. Choosing an album first. Ooh. Oh, debut. Uno. Okay. Well done. So now, to think of how we're going to murder Jill, we shall go Stop back it. to- Stop it. Stop saying that. Roll the dice. Roll your eyes. 12? There is a 12. There is a 12? Let's go to 12. Let's do 12. All right. The song is called All Right? Or no. <laughs> Uh, This is the deluxe edition bonus track version with number 12. And it's I'm only me when I'm with you. Oh, I think it's really going to be a bop for you. I regret everything going into this right now. I think you're going to love it. I think it's really going to be a big bop. But you have to remember she was 15. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I was like 17. Okay. Um, I have a weird question. It's because it's stuck in my brain. This is a exclusive bonus. It's a deluxe edition is it, bonus. Is track. it from like the Walmart CDs or I the Target CDs? We will have to find out tomorrow. All right. All right. We'll find out together. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to the Swift Talk, a Taylor Swift podcast that's uh, fresh and new and always stays on topic. And we have never <laughs> deviated from the script ever once in our lives. I'd like to thank our producer, Jason, as always, for keeping us in line and editing most of me out. I appreciate that too. We'd like to thank uh, all of our uh, great friends and fans out there. If you haven't yet, please follow us on the Instagram, on Facebook, download our podcast. We post. We've been posting. We've been posting. We've been getting better. We're good. Yeah. We're good children. Yep. We're good children. We I had a bunch of stories up last week. Jason just, even asked for the secret song, made if, a suggestion. If you want more content, just send Kate to these concerts and the, the yeah. content will bloom. <laughs> Send me to the, also if you don't have tickets and you want to go see her in California, we do have a giveaway that we will post on our stories this week to enter to get tickets to the California show from Brian Lawley, a musician, a former venture capitalist, and he wants to go with Swifties and become a better Swiftie. 
So we will link that up in our bio and in our story this week. Thanks so much for listening. We are so excited. For those of you who are at the Ares tour this weekend, I hope you had a magical, mystical ride through all of the Taylor Swift eras, just like I did. And for those of you going, if it's going to rain, bring a raincoat and put a poncho on top. Bring your jars. (laughs) Don't be that person. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kate the Swifty. And I'm not so Swift Sam. We will be back next week as we go into debut with I'm Only Me When I'm With You. Thanks again for listening. Mm